On today's show, we discuss the absurdity that is Stan Romanek, the man who claims he's been abducted, put in a trance by alien hybrids, had an alien implant put in his body, and has been forced to help reproduce human-alien hybrid babies, all while providing zero evidence for any of this. Today, we'll tell Stan's story, get back to the world of aliens, and maybe even drink a few beers along the way. I'm Mike. I'm Ian. And I'm Dave. If you like your alien abduction stories sprinkled with a small dose of kitty porn, stick around. No, I mean literally don't leave your house. We called the cops and they're on their way, sicko. This is Necronomapod. I didn't go to bed though. I went to the bathroom, sat at bed with a bath, bathtub reading a magazine. I saw two flashes of light. After the second flash of light, I looked out and I see this little figure pop in. It's like, yes, I got it. This, this is the video that I got. When I looked outside the window, I see this thing running away. And let me tell you, my wife thinks this is the funniest video ever, the way I react. Because I jump around like a little girl. But I want you to notice at the bottom of this video. Now look at the bottom of the window. And I want you to notice the infrared reflecting off its retinas. He blinks, he moves its mouth, he squints, he see whatever it is. See him? We named him Boo. All right, so we had some uh, good times with Annabelle. Now we're going to keep the ball rolling with some good UFO stuff. Not bad. Not bad at all, Mike. Not a bad last couple of weeks for us. Nice change of pace. Yeah. Great change of pace. I do have one quick question before we get started. What is the equivalent for men of getting a girl flowers? Like, you know, like, a like girls, like, like, girls like getting flowers. What do men like getting? Just something to ponder, I think. I mean, what, what are our answers here? Jeez, I don't have a good answer for that. <laughs> Dinner. <laughs> I could do you one better. I think my answer is free. Nudies. Nudie pics? That's what a guy wants. You want to make a guy's day. So I'm a nice nudie photo. Right? I don't mind nudies. Yeah, I he's guess, gonna yeah. feel he's gonna feel special. He's gonna feel important. He's gonna feel loved. He's gonna bang your brains out. <laughs> that's, that's all the reasons why a guy buys a girl flowers, right? Hmm. That's a good point, Mike. I would like to say I did not set this up just to give that answer. I just saw that question and was like, hmm, what hmm. does what is the equivalent of flowers? I think it's nudie pictures. I was thinking something physical, like it could be as well. It's, yeah. There's no right answer. I mean, you know, you come back with three McDoubles and a case of Miller Lite. I'm opening my pants, probably. <laughs> probably going to open my pants for you. Let's be honest. A gas station hot dog and you're opening your pants, pal. Not just one, sir. Not just one. Especially when they're like two for $3. You can't, you know, you can't go for that extra buck 50 and you just get me two of them. Cheap date. Yeah. Fuck, I'd, I'd take a Slim Jim and a Colt 45. <laughs> Some nights. <laughs> I think I've had a Colt 45 in 20 years. <laughs> I used to, King Cobra was my thing there in college. For, you know, $1.39, you can get shit faced. <laughs> and you just open up the Boone's Farm. That's another buck 40. <laughs> King Cobras don't taste that bad. Like they're not, they're the best out of all those. They might be the best of the malt liquors, yeah. maybe. I would say that. Steel Reserve is probably the worst. I, could, I could not even finish a Steel Reserve the one time I tried it. I couldn't finish it. It's back in my college <laughs> days as well. 
that's the only time I've had like I've never thrown up from drinking or anything like that. Really? Yeah, never. Hey, this from, guy. Hey, I've never not thrown up. From <laughs> <laughs> but the the one issue I had was was steel reserves. I drank three of them when I was in high school. And I passed out, and then I ended up pissing myself in my <laughs> sleep. <laughs> got, one way or another, it's going to get you. Yeah. There, it was so gross. I avoided it, avoided it, and then finally one time someone got me like a tall boy. I think I took three sips. I was like, I, I, I cannot I, drink this. I don't think I've ever had that. It is so bad. At least I remember it being bad. Who knows? And, the, mm. you know, it might have changed in 20 years. Yeah, I drank like three or four of them. That was the drunkest I'd ever been in high school. Like the tall ones, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like coming like those old big daddies. Yeah, it tasted bad, but that was the, literally the drunkest I've ever been in my life. You I guys want to do a steel reserve night one night? <laughs> no. Guys. I sure don't. On me. It's on me. I'll get us each a steel reserve. We'll try them on a show. You know what? We'll let the listeners decide. If you want us to drink steel reserve one night while doing a show, let us know. If you don't want to hear Ian piss his pants, then go ahead and just pass and say no. I want to hear that. So, yeah, I vote yes. <laughs> Dave's going to have uh, tarps down under Ian's seat. Let me piss it on my carpet, pally. <laughs> All right. Steel Reserve Night coming at you. That sounds great. Mm. <laughs> we got Alien Week. We'll have Steel Reserve Night. Ian does not appear to be looking forward to it. <laughs> I want to have all kinds of promotions now, like baseball games, Alien okay. Week, Steel Reserve Night, Ten Cent Beer Night, where every time we have to go to the uh, our our keg, we have to throw you know pay <laughs> throw ten cents over there, <laughs> right? <laughs> dollar Dog Night, that'd be awesome. I'm down who, with Dollar Dog. Who doesn't dog want to night. hear three guys eating hot dogs into a microphone? <laughs> <laughs> all right, sounds good. Well, like Star Wars Night, isn't that always a thing? Star Wars Night, we'll just all wear Star Wars shirts and. I don't know. Play the play the music. Dun, 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 dun. Have lightsaber fights across the <laughs> desk and stuff. R two three PO can be there. Whoever R2, he is. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. I don't know. So if we've said we've said an answer for your question, but nudies. I think the best answer is thrown out this far: nudies, gas station hot dogs, and uh, McDoubles. Maybe a bottle of whiskey. All right. I'll go with that. Okay. Any whiskey though, it's got to be like the good whiskey. Any whiskey's fine. Okay. Give Dave a bottle of Jim Beam Red Stag. Anything but that. <laughs> no, anything is not fine. I retract that. <laughs> you don't want any of that something good. Stuff. I don't need that. All right. I think something just uh, like a free afternoon to play video games. See? And I think obviously this answer is going to be different for every guy, I feel like. Whereas with girls, I think the majority of women probably like enjoy flowers. I don't know if there's one set answer for guys. Might just be more, you know, Mm. you just got to know your man, know your partner. Good advice, Mike. (laughs) You should write a male advice column. I do. Oh, you do? Yeah, but we're not going to get into that now. Okay. This is not about that. This is about us. Next time. Cool Down Media, Necronomapod, and about the truest OG I've ever known in my life, Stan Romanek. (laughs) Let's get into it. So most people are going to know Stan from his documentary that hit Netflix in 2013 called Extraordinary, the Stan Romanek story, which got him casual popularity outside the UFO world. Uh, The documentary was actually made in 2013. So when people went searching for Stan, they quickly found that in 2014, he was arrested for child pornography, which caused a lot of people to be like, why is Netflix promoting a documentary of 
a guy that is being investigated like, for child pornography. People are like, time the fuck out. <laughs> Ain't this like the petter ass who just got arrested? <laughs> what are we doing here? Next week, Jared Fogle. <laughs> Eat fresh. But before Stan turned into a disgraced convicted sex offender, he was the talk of the UFO world in 2008 and 2009. Hmm. That kind of sounds like the Hitler uh, argument. Huh? Hitler did great things though, for Germany before the Holocaust. <laughs> I'm still not saying <laughs> that Stan did great things. <laughs> you know, great public works program. It wasn't no, all bad. I refuse to comment on any of this. <laughs> you sirs are going down a dark, dark hole. Stan's website is now gone, but using the Wayback Machine, you can easily find it. When you go to stanromanek.com, you're hit with the following message right off the bat. Quote, the Stan Romanek case is the most scientifically documented human extraterrestrial encounters in the world. There have been well over 100 individually unique experiences that Stan has encountered since December 2000 that remain unexplainable. Being abducted is only one of many experiences. There have been hundreds of witnesses for dozens of events that defy our current understanding of reality. Witnesses, photographs, videotapes, physical evidence, police reports, and scientific analysis have confirmed the validity of these experiences beyond a reasonable doubt. Scientists from top universities have been analyzing various aspects of this case for several years with amazing results expected to be presented to the public and scientific community in the near future. Always in the near future. <laughs> the sheer volume of, of bizarre information, including highly sophisticated scientific equations pertaining to space travel and more, is creating quite a stir in the scientific community. Unraveling what is likely the world's biggest unfolding mystery in the history of man is certain to revise our understanding of mankind and complex universes we live in. Within the next year or so, the detailed scientific evidence and nonfiction book called Messages, the Stan Romanek story and documentary film is expected to be released to the world. Can we get this guy as our PR person? Because that's some seriously good <laughs> self prom promo going on there. That is excellent. You want to get him from jail? <laughs> I'd like to welcome our newest uh, member of the Cooldown Media team, convicted uh, child molester, <laughs> pedophiliac, uh, Stan Romanek. Welcome to uh, Necronomipod. <laughs> Stan Tiger Romanek was born December 1st, 1962 in Aurora, Colorado. We're going to be saying according to Stan a lot in this episode because there's no real corroboration to any of this that we're going to talk about. A lot like Billy Meyer. Hold up. Those Billy Meyer people came after <laughs> us. Well, one guy. Yeah, oh, that's was, right. He was yeah. very a, angry. He seems to lead a very miserable life in existence. Came at us hard with very little evidence. And I think you even called him out in one comment. You were like, do you have this tape? And he was like, no. Yeah, I just asked for a link or whatever. Well, however, update to that, though, I can corroborate a lot of what Billy Meyer said now because I used the Catholic church's Wayback machine to travel back in time to record Jesus doing some hip hop rhymes for the next episode of Bible babble, which affectionately will be called the life and times of hip hop Jesus. So I use this, uh, time travel 
equipment that Billy Myers referenced. The chronovisor. That's what it, that's right. The chronovisor. <laughs> Not the coronavirus. The chronovisor. Uh. And I went back in time and it really worked. It was fantastic. Dave is so set on selling Bible babble that he's willing to uh, attach his uh his hooks to Billy Meyer. It's like, hey, <laughs> this guy was onto something. Come listen to my show. Let me just tell you. The life of times of hip hop Jesus. Hip hop Jesus. What, is that dropping in uh, September? September, yeah. Jesus could throw down some rhymes, let me tell you. If there was ever a reason to become a $10 patron, the life and times of hip hop Jesus. Okay. And unlike Kanye, this will actually drop this month. <laughs> Good, no good point, Mike. Good that point. Ain't no bullshit. Dave's not going to go rent out a stadium and you know work on it for the next six weeks. He might. Well, <laughs> well. If anyone's willing to make an offer, he's listening. <laughs> but as of right now, there are no offers, and it will come out this month. And I don't have to actually record it because I recorded it back in you know six AD, firsthand right. account. Yeah. Never before released. Never. Also. This guy's got the best name, Stan Tiger Roman. <laughs> well, Tiger is pretty sweet. <laughs> Fucking great. I love it. There's not a lot to say about his life. Uh, the only thing that he says a lot and make sure to point out is that he has dyslexia and never advanced past a, past a fourth grade education in math and that he struggled a lot in school. Stan's life of being followed and abducted by aliens started on December 27th, 2000. Stan met his soon-to-be wife, Lisa, through a dating website, and he was making a video of a scenic area of the Rocky Mountains called Red Rock Amphitheater as kind of a, look how beautiful it is here, I can't wait for you to come. Because at the time, Lisa lived in Nebraska, Stan noticed that cars were pulled over to the side of the road and people were pointing to the sky. Not a ton of people, but a few cars. The UFO hovered above the power lines for a while and then disappeared. Stan was able to get this on video and it used to be on his website, but as far as I know, it only exists in the documentary. Is the documentary still on Netflix or they pulled it? They pulled it. Is it available anywhere? On Amazon. You can rent it. Okay. I rewatched it again for this. Is it good? No. <laughs> well, it's bought okay. and paid for by Stan pretty much. It's oh, Stan Tiger. Yeah. <laughs> we should call him Tiger for the rest of the show. <laughs> go get him. Go get him, Tiger. Also, I've always wanted to see a show at Red Rocks. That place looks so freaking cool. I think so. That would be a sweet menu. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. So after this sighting, all was quiet for Stan regarding UFOs until September 1st, 2001, when Stan and his friends were driving home from a road trip to Pennsylvania. While driving on Interstate 80, Stan's girlfriend Lisa noticed a large UFO hovering in the sky above the car. The UFO followed their car through Ohio, Indiana, and Illinois, and then suddenly disappeared. It's not too far from here. Mm-mm. At this time, Stan was working at some form of a retail job as a manager, and later on that month, on September 20th, he was closing up for the night when, according to Stan, customers came running back into the store to tell him that there was a UFO hovering in the sky above the building. Stan and these customers watched the UFO until it disappeared, but then it reappeared and started to follow Stan home. 
when Stan got back home, he ran into his apartment to get his video camera. But by the time he got back outside, the UFO was too far away to get a good shot. That's what's following him around already at this point. He tried to get a video camera. It just wasn't quick enough. Made the effort. So we're told. He videotaped the first one. What does that video look like in the documentary? How it's described. Yeah. How he does describe that one. Yeah. There's people on the side of the road. Hmm. It'll be part of my uh, my final thoughts on Stan. Okay. Oh, stand <laughs> by for that. Dun, dun. <laughs> Don't shut us off early today. <laughs> Expert analysis from Ian himself. And then, and then we just don't get to it. Like Much you, like the History like Channel. Talking about, uh, ancient aliens, yeah. <laughs> on, the, on this week's bonus show. Also on aliens, alien implants. Check it out, patreon.com. Big green titties. <laughs> no, not those kind of alien implants. Dave was very disappointed when he read the outline. <laughs> After this sighting, Stan started to get bad headaches that were centered in the back of his head. Stan fell asleep, but at 2 a.m. he was woken up by a knock on his door. When he went to the door, he saw his sister already had answered the door. I guess she was staying over. It's not really clear. Um, And there were three, quote, people standing at the door. Stan said he thought these people were going to rob them, but when he got close, he realized they weren't fully human and his sister was in some form of a trance. These beings were like the description of alien-human hybrids. So tall, skinny, pointed chin, large blue eyes, and blonde hair. Two of the three beings were male, and the other, which which Stan said seemed to be the leader, was female. As Stan was standing there, now in a trance, the female walked forward and grabbed his wrist, telepathically speaking to him, telling him to calm down, everything was going to be okay. He's going to give him a hand job with his own hand. <laughs> Watch. <laughs> According to Stan, he was so scared that he was able to snap himself out of the trance and try to defend himself. Stan grabbed one of the males by the shoulders and attempted to throw him over the balcony. He blew it. You blew it. <laughs> can't even you read this. You blew your HJ. <laughs> I can't even read the sentence. But just as he was about to do that, He felt a tap on the back of his head and he passed out. Stan then woke up in bed the next morning and couldn't remember how he got there. What a pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Tapped the back of the head. He's out cold. (laughs) Jesus, man. Mike, is crack involved in this story? Yes or no? I haven't decided yet. Okay. What all is involved in this story? There's certainly something. Something's involved in this story. Hmm. Okay. He drew pictures of these... uh, these three alien human hybrids and they basically the way he drew them is basically like the classic description of that it just looked like a gray but had human eyes that were blue but they were still big mm. and then the long hair why do they always have blonde hair and blue eyes that's what they think humans look like or we respond better to it's kind of like a nazi aryan fucking well, it really uh, is that's what i was gonna say going back somewhere well, that's what i was gonna say it goes back i think a lot of that goes back to madame blavatsky mm-hmm. the in the root race with the aryans and then it morphed into like nordic type aliens yeah. okay. at some point but yeah it's fucking crazy everything goes back to madame blavatsky she shaped all this shit interesting Even to this day, Mike. Sure. (laughs) 
10 days later on September 30th, Stan was leaving work when he noticed a spotlight shining on the ground next to his van. And then it moved sweeping over his van. At first, Stan thought it was a police helicopter, but as he watched the expression on the faces of other drivers at the intersection, Stan realized that above him was the same UFO that had followed him days earlier. Not long after Stan spotted the UFO, it quickly flew over a park full of people called Old Stone House Park. I picture him driving around town like Henry Hill and Goodfellas, like doing blow and sweat <laughs> pouring off of his head. He's looking up in the air at the helicopters following him. <laughs> right? That's exactly what it's like. Again, I'm not willing to say blow yet. I'm not there yet. It was a tough uh, morning for Henry Hill. Yes, it was. Fast forwarding a little bit, Stan couldn't get that encounter with the three not fully humans out of his head. So in July of 2002, he started to undergo hypnotic regression therapy. During the session, Stan retold what happened to him after he passed out. And according to Stan, he woke up in a silver room where he was stuck to the wall. He compared it to the ride at the like. That's exactly what I was thinking. The rotor. Yeah. That's what I thought of, too. That's what he compares it to. I can't even think about that ride anymore without wanting to throw up. A hundred percent. As a kid, loved it. Now I get dizzy thinking about it. All this, you Ian, know, Ian loves it. All these diet mm, Millers don't favorite. help, but still, I love going on <laughs> carnival rides. They used to have one low at like like a Geauga Lake or a Cedar Point or something. I can't remember. It was like a big park. Like it wasn't a carnival one. Cedar Point used to have a rotor. Then maybe that's what it was. Oh, then. Yeah. yeah, that's horrible. I would never go on <laughs> one at a carnival. <laughs> I don't think I could handle it. I'm not going to make any carny jokes because uh, I'm just saying I made a carny joke one time and I was reprimanded by <laughs> by, a, so, a by, family by of the carnies. Ups. They sent me a nasty message. God damn. <laughs> so I apologize. Did you just say a family of carnies, Dave? Yes. Hmm. Somebody who whose family was carnies and they uh, we mischaracterized carnival them. workers, please. Carnival workers. Thank you. I don't think the term carny is offensive. It's the two teeth and meth jokes I was making that were considered offensive. So I apologize and I will never cast aspersions on carnies again. Was, Starting now. I was generalizing stereotypes and then I now know that's wrong. So I'd like to apologize. Look at that. Listening to people learning yeah. and being better for it. The more, you know, the more, you know, I rode all the rides at the, at the <laughs> fair. Like, so back to the ride. Oh, I'll never set foot on one of the rides, but I did back. We just day. went like, what, when was that? Two months ago we went. Yeah. Well, last month. Yeah. Look, even now, I don't even think I can go on. Like, I'm not even just saying carnival rides. I don't think I could do rides in general anymore. Like even Cedar Point and stuff. I, I get I'm I, done with all. I that. just get queasy looking at them. I like the universal 3D rides like that's I limit myself to that these days. You don't want to actually be moving. No, it's not feel like you're moving. Exactly. <laughs> I rode every the when we went last month. I rode everything except for the one that has the cages that flip. The zipper. Yeah, I didn't read. I didn't that watch was, that. That used to be my God. favorite one as a kid. Yeah, I didn't ride that one. Oh, fuck! I can't do that shit. Nope. I did this other one called the Music Express that goes forward, stops, and then starts going backwards. Like swinging, or yeah, it's like these, but it's like a circle. But it's these little carts. Oh, like, you just go like in a big circle. Yeah. I've seen those before. Mm. Yeah. That was like really whipping my fucking head around. Oh, sounds great. <laughs> I 
<laughs> when it started, I'm like, God damn, this is going to break my neck. <laughs> that ride reminds me of, and Dave, I know we've discussed it before. There, the movie Adventureland. It's a great little independent film. That's a good movie. Yeah. With uh, Ryan Reynolds, Kristen Stewart, and then... Uh, Andy Samberg, right? Is that the one? No, no, no. It's the dude from the Facebook movie. Um, oh, he's in Zombieland, too. Oh. What the hell is his name? He played Mark Zuckerberg in the Facebook movie. Yeah, I can't remember that guy's name. Hold on. I'm going to look it up. It is... I found it one day randomly on... Uh, what's the Facebook movie called? The Social Network? Yeah, I think so. People are like, you fucking dipshits. Jesse Eisenberg. Yes. Anyways, uh, Adventureland. I found it one day randomly on, on like Netflix and watched it. Like a, just a low budget film, mm-hmm. but it was really good. And the soundtrack is amazing. Mm. Just straight out of the 80s. Uh, like just like the the weird 80s type music. Mm-hmm. Good um, movie. Yeah, I like that movie. Anyways, okay. They have a ride that much like you just described and reminded me of it. Moving on. So Stan stuck to the wall. He said that the silver wall was covered in little copper circles and that he had copper restraints on his ankles and wrists that were keeping him stuck to the wall. He said there was like these little fibers on the restraints, right? And so like these little tiny fibers were holding him to the wall. Like he said, looking at it, it just looked like fine hair. Like he could just easily rip his arm, but but he was stuck. Creepy. He said that the aliens then turned him around and started doing something to his back that hurt, but he couldn't tell what they were doing, but it stung really bad. At that point, Stan felt another tap on the back of his head and then woke up on a platform that was in the middle of the room. When he woke up, the female alien walked up to him and turned her head to the side. And then all of a sudden, all kind of mathematical equations, images of stuff started flooding Stan's mind. One three is three. <laughs> Two threes are six. Three threes are nine. <laughs> like something like that. <laughs> what the know. hell is that? Oh, <laughs> clip of someone doing mathematical equations. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what this guy's walking around, just having going on in his brain all day. How's that go? Let's hear it again. One three is three. Two threes are six. Three threes are nine. Four threes are twelve. You get the point. Kind of sounds like the count from uh, Sesame Street. <laughs> One, two. And also, Stan gets tapped on the head more times than a than a housewife who doesn't swallow and needs advance <laughs> notification when you're about to blow your load. Hey, 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 hey! Wait, wait, wait! No, 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 no! Hurry, hurry, hurry! <laughs> also, well, bring us back from that one, Ian. <laughs> also, on his first session, he produced a really advanced mathematical equation oh did he now <laughs> this is where the the whole fourth grade math claim comes in sansa's due to his dyslexia and learning issues there's no way he could have come up with this equation or the ones that would come in the future there were multiple equations written down by stan either during hypnosis or while he was sleeping and witnessed by his wife lisa they like got to the point where they kept a notebook on his side of the bed. All right. Well, that's smart. Yeah. I can get down with that. 
Like that episode the, of Seinfeld when Jerry writes that thing in his sleep. Remember like, that? He can't figure out the whole episode it. what he was saying. What does it say? At first, the equation included a formula showing a helium atom fusing with element 115. And at the time, element 115 didn't exist. We talked about that in our episode on Area 51 and Bob Lazar. Also included in the, equa- in the equation was a depiction of our solar system drawn with 10 dots in a circle. Stan points this 10th planet as being planet X and says on his website that scientists discovered it years after he drew the equation. But there is no confirmed planet X. It's all theory as if it exists. The last part of the equation is Drake's equation, which was made by Dr. Frank Drake, professor of astronomy and astrophysics at the University of California in 1960. Dr. Drake's equation was his attempt at estimating the number of possible extraterrestrial civilizations in our galaxy. According to Stan, he had no prior knowledge of this equation, and at the end of it, he wrote X10, meaning... There's a hundred other civilizations in our galaxy. Are there videotapes of these sessions? So the documentary shows some clips of these sessions. I don't think he's actually under hypnosis in these. Mm. It does not seem real to me. I've seen other video of alien abductee, you know, claims of like Barney. Yeah. The audio of Barney Hill. Yeah. Stan, in my in my opinion, is clearly faking being hypnotized. Okay. Just lends credence to uh, hypnosis deniers like Mike over here. Yeah, Stan Romanik's on our Mount Rushmore. <laughs> is that right? Of course. Is hypnosis on Mount Rushmore? No, we trample Mount Rush or uh, hypnosis on our Mount Rushmore. <laughs> but if you were wondering if there was video of like him drawing this equation, there. To my knowledge, there's not. Okay. At least not available to. to Why would there be? That would solve everything and prove this (laughs) story. It's in the private archives of Stan. Stan has some examples on his old website. And the last documented equation was the one was one on September 28th, 2006, while he was asleep and talking out loud to something that couldn't be seen by his wife, Lisa. Yeah, when I'm asleep talking out loud to something, my wife can't see it either because I'm asleep and I'm dreaming. As far as having these equations looked at, he cites a researcher named Dana Tibbalt, but he doesn't say what she is a researcher of. And this is what Dana had to say. And I quote, my name is Dana Tibbalt. I was involved with Stan Romanik, his family, and their experiences with UFOs and ETs for about a year. I was the first serious researcher to analyze astronomical configuration, an astronomical configuration that was drawn by Stan within two weeks of his regression session with Deborah Lindemann. Stan was fervently compelled to find someone immediately who could decipher a date corresponding to this configuration, if indeed any such correspondence existed of which Stan had no idea. He was clearly hopeful that it did not correspond to a specific date anytime soon and deeply troubled that it might. 
His obsessive zeal arose from his freshly recalled abduction experience. He was mentally imprinted telepathically by an apparent hybrid ET with an intense vision of global catastrophe in gestalt form, complete with knowledge and understandings beyond the visual. In the wake of the vision and still in deep eye contact with and mental occupation by the ET, he thought questions any of us might ask. The obvious question, when is this going to happen? was immediately answered before Stan could voice it with another imprint, a configuration of numbered dots and symbols that corresponded to a planetary alignment. The telepathic implication was that this configuration marked the day of the catastrophe. Stan had redrawn this diagram and added typed word labels to some of the items, such as, I think this is the sun. There was also a key to decoding this diagram contained in a body of sophisticated mathematical equations and symbols that were also burned into my brain, I am convinced, as is everyone who knows Stan, that Stan is completely and authentically oblivious to the meaning of any math and astronomy conveyed to him. The mathematics reaches into quantum gravity and unique expressions at the very leading edge of theoretical physics confirmed by physicists. He has little math or science education. I brought Stan's drawing to an expert astronomy colleague, and we used the Sky Astronomy software to search the future for a possible match. To our amazement, the configuration matched a unique window centered on 12-12-2003 and no other date for thousands of years. This configuration is a daytime one. It cannot be seen with the naked eye. Planets are still in the daytime sky even though we cannot see them, and astronomy knows just where they are and will be. Oh, they are? The planets don't disappear during the day? <laughs> Gosh, thanks for that. This lady sounds like uh, she's working for Stan. We all very much know he has very limited math and science skills, and by no means would he be able to figure this out. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck he just read. <laughs> I have no idea what any of that means. But I did know the planets don't disappear during the day. I did. I was aware of that fact. It, it's the equations start getting into weird dates and stuff. Like I just put that in there because that's what he uses as like expert proof on his old website. Mm-hmm. But there's something about like Saddam Hussein with the oh. the date of of him being executed. Something I don't know. It was in December of '03. Was that the date? I think it was like. Things are lining up. He was just fucking waiting for a news story to break that day. <laughs> he is like, just give me anything, any news, and that can use it. And then something like that probably happened. And he was like, well, there it is. That's around the time they pulled him out of that hole. Maybe that's Saddam, what it, I think. December or January, right around there. Yeah. That sounds right. They found him. So Stan said that he was abducted multiple times a year going forward. And every time he was abducted, there was also another human woman with him. It was the same woman every time, but he didn't know who she was. He said that every time he and this unknown woman would be examined and taken into a room that had seven kids in it. He said that these children were all alien human hybrids. Some looked more human than others, but there was a female one that hugged his leg and she looked like him. It was then that Stan realized that he and this unknown woman were being used to reproduce with aliens. <laughs> I had the dun 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 sound. I thought it would come in handy. <laughs> if 
Thanks. <laughs> What'd you type to find that? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> On May 31st, 2003, investigators working with Stan, which are unnamed investigators. Stop it. <laughs> Suggested that Stan install surveillance cameras around his property to capture any of this phenomenon on film. It's not clear on what date this happened, but one evening, one of the cameras caught a beam of light shining on the ground. The light moved to the side of the house, and then the camera stopped working. The next day, Stan went out to look at the camera, and the whole area of the siding where the light, where the light touched was completely clean. Like he has videos where it's white siding and super dirty besides one spot. Stan claims the following day. So two days after the light was seen on the house, he was woken up by banging on the house. He went outside to see what was going on. And there were two guys replacing the siding on the house, which Stan uh, did not schedule to have done. He asked the guys what was going on. And they told Stan that his landlord had requested that the siding be replaced. Stan asked them for a piece of the siding because in his mind, he wanted to have it tested. But according to him, these guys got really mad at him and told Stan that he couldn't have any, that they needed it as proof to show his landlord that the job was done. Why don't you fuck off, dipshit? That's what they said to him, I think. They threw stuff at him. They threw hammers at him and stuff. They just want to cash it in for the aluminum. That's all. Probably. Right. We had our house sided. That's what I was planning to do. I'm like, you know, leave the old stuff so I can cash it in for them. Like, oh, yeah, we that was part of the pricing. We already worked that in the, our, <laughs> our recycle fee. Okay. Uh-huh. Just to see that in writing? I did not. No. Next time. Next, Live and learn. Next time. You know, the other thing, too, is he took his video camera out. Like, he films these guys working on his, on the side of the house. That's not creepy at all. They're probably like, what the fuck is happening yeah. right now? Quality <laughs> control. I can get behind that. Good for you, Stan. Tiger. So he was, <laughs> already, Tiger. He was already in their good graces when he asked for uh, the, uh, the siding. Yeah, because he's just standing there filming them. Yeah. <clears throat> Don't film people. That's fucking weird. Is it? I, yeah. That's creepy. It depends on the situation. Sure. And 99% of the time, it's fucking weird, I think. When is it not weird? Well, like you did say, quality control. Like, if there's something yeah. you, need to, you need to see, you know, or that, you know, someone needs to be held accountable for, sure. Like, if cops are beating people, that's a good, film that. good thing to yeah. film. Film that. all the Karens, because I cannot get enough of watching those videos, too. <laughs> the Karen freakouts. Film all of that. But, like, just, you know, don't just start fucking filming random people. I think my, my favorite thing to watch on Instagram now is the cart narcs. <laughs> that's that's funny. Oh my god, it's so funny. It's like, boo, 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 boo. <laughs> You're being a lazy bones there. A cart cart returns right over there. Some people get real mad about that. It's it's a it's weird, so goddamn funny. It's a weird cross to die on, but it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> it throws the magnets on their car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like of all the things to get upset about in the world that are like go fight that. Okay. But it works. It's entertaining as shit. I love it. They were in Ohio yesterday. What oh, Dave yeah, is talking yeah. about yeah. is uh, 
these people go into parking lots and they film other people who don't put their carts back, like in the little wrang wrangled section of the carts or, or take them back into the store and just throw them somewhere. And then they get called out and they get they throw a magnet on their car. <laughs> and then the people who are, you know, committing the crime get fucking pissed. <laughs> yeah, busted. Yeah. And then shit goes down. Calls them lazy bones. <laughs> You're being a lazy bones. <laughs> it's from some radio show in L.A. They're from. Oh, really? Yeah. I looked it up. It's like, oh, I'm Agent Sebastian with the cart narcs. <laughs> Agent Sebastian. Yeah, people are not thrilled when they no, get called out. for Fantastic. That. I love it. So Stan said that they left and he thought they were going to lunch, but they never came back. They recited just the part of the house that the light touched and left the rest of it alone. Stan got a hold of his landlord and the landlord told him that he didn't pay for the siding to be replaced and his landlord had no idea what was going on. Some men in black shit going on here. Hmm. Not long after this, Stan says that there was a message left on his answering machine that was a robotic female voice saying that it wasn't safe to live in Colorado Springs. I think I got a copy of this. Yeah. yeah. Hello, Stan. I must warn you, it is not safe for you to live in Colorado Springs any longer. If you do not listen, you may get a metal rod inserted into your pooper, just like poor Barney Hill. Get the fuck out of there. All right. That's, <laughs> I would say, that, me. that is some investigative journalism. Dave. See? Well done. Pulled well, it from the archives, Mike. <laughs> well done. A couple days later, Stan was riding his bike to work when a black SUV pulled up beside him. Stan says that uh, that he ignored them and kept riding to work. When he got to work, he went around to the back alley to lock up his bike, and these four guys that were in the SUV were waiting for him. A fight broke out with Stan beating one of these men with his bike lock, and while this was happening, he was tased in the back. And he's quite the hero of the story. <laughs> he managed to fight him off with a bite lock. Very heroic. And these guys, the guys left at that point. They shot him in the back yeah. like a dog. They had to tase him down. That's the only way you're going to stop this badass. <laughs> he said the guy in the documentary, he actually said the guy was like having convulsions on the ground because he would beat him so bad with mm. the bike lock. That sounds pretty brutal. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, according to Stan, people were just watching this fight happen, and someone called the cops. In the documentary, it shows a quick view of what could be a police report, but it doesn't show the heading or anything like that. It just shows like the description of the suspects. Like it says suspect, and then it has mm. information. Guy lives an exciting life. I'll say that. He he has vi or there are pictures of him like all beat up and really? stuff. Yeah. Like he's all fucked up for real. Like he for real got into a fight, but hmm. he probably mouthed off to a biker <laughs> gang or somebody. Or he did like Jim Carrey and Liar Liar and just beat his own. That's ass. what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> that or just doing some good makeup. Stan's timeline is is pretty muddy, but at this point in the story, he's living in Nebraska, presumably because of getting married to Lisa. And he kept noticing movement outside the, outside the windows at night. Lisa had daughters from a previous marriage, so Stan thought that they might have a peeping Tom. Researchers working with Stan, again, not clear who these researchers are. Uh, we're in a whole different state now, so I don't know if these people traveled with him or, or how this all works. you got a whole team, this guy. <laughs> yeah. A whole support team. 
uh, they told Stan to set up a video camera and what he caught on film has become known as the boo video. <laughs> discuss, discuss this video. <laughs> what do we think about this video? I think it's quite entertaining. <laughs> Pretty hilarious. It is creepy though. It has a certain creepy aspect to it. I think the fact that it actually, bl- that it blinks. Yeah. There's something strange about it. You guys were in the room when I watched it. I literally laughed out loud. (laughs) (laughs) It is just somebody in a mask sticking their head up in a window. That's all it is. It's not a mask. That is 100% a mask. I don't think it is either. That's not what it looks like. It is a fucking mask. (laughs) The window was eight feet off the ground, too. How about that? Was the guy in stilts? He's standing on a ladder. Ever heard of one? It's so ridiculous. (laughs) It is 100% faker than the Patterson-Gimlin video. <laughs> I'm not saying it's real, but it, it wasn't a mask. I think it was some form of a puppet, I would assume. Like on a stick or something, somebody was moving up and down. I still, I don't know. The way it was moving, I felt like it was hmm. like, a, some, on, like a person wearing a mask. It just looked like a shitty Spencer gift mask. <laughs> like it was nothing special. <laughs> you think Stan spent like 10 bucks to do this? Oh, like this looked like it was recorded with a fucking potato <laughs> and a Spencer's gift gift card. It was terrible. It was so bad. I mean, we're going to talk talk about it here in a bit about him going on Larry King live and stuff. Like I was super hyped about Stan Romanek. Like I didn't. Yeah. You know, I read his website and I'm like, oh, this guy is this is something else here. And, but like with the video, I'm like, oh, OK, cool. I want to see this fucking video you know because he was only showing the still frames yeah no I, I a still frame would be a little creepy or intriguing yeah stan fucked up his own fake video by him being in it and looking down and acting clearly <laughs> fake like it's absurd <laughs> like if you saw an alien he just like kind of hops up real quick oh and- what's that doing <laughs> and he's like <laughs> i'll post a link to the video in our show notes stupid it's so ridiculous yeah it's real dumb okay i can see you you might be some debate as to what that is in the the window and then you see him acting and you're like okay all right well this is what it is he should have stayed out of it yeah i agree there still is a creepiness factor there i don't know exactly what it is something looking in your window is creepy odd yeah the movement is odd yeah, it drops the way it drops down is really uh, it's really smooth. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if somebody was holding it on a pole, it'd be jerky. It wouldn't be wouldn't move like that. Yeah. You know, or if somebody be someone who jumped off a ladder and went <laughs> <laughs> be pretty smooth, right? Like jump back off a ladder. I'm just saying not one time when I'm watching, it, I was like, oh, God, this could be real. Like it just was hilarious to me. I think we could make a better video. I really think we could. Okay. Let's do it. Set I'll, I'll do it. Let's do it. <laughs> who, who are we going to freak out? <laughs> mm. One listener right now is going to get freaked out. We're going to randomly show up at your house. It's <laughs> <Just> fucking <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> Film the whole thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> so somewhere in here, Stan started working with a guy named Jeff Peckman. Jeff Peckman is a failed politician from Colorado Springs, as in that he ran for public office multiple times and was never elected. 
since 2008, Peckman has attempted to create an extraterrestrial affairs commission within the Denver city government to prepare for visits from extraterrestrials. Peckman gathered 4,000 signatures to place his proposal for the seven-member commission on the November 2008 general election ballot in Denver. However, he declined to file the paperwork for the November 2008 election in hopes that the incoming Obama administration would release information on aliens to the public. That didn't happen, and I would suspect that Jeff Peckman did not have the 4,000 signatures, and that's, uh, why that's, he, that's why he didn't file. He's an interesting guy. I was reading about him. It says that in the, there were wildfires in Colorado in 2012, and he wanted them to start playing what he called rain music. This music that played on the same frequency as rain because yeah. it would make, uh, essentially make it rain to put the fires out. <laughs> they did not adopt his plan. <laughs> Dave rests his case. <laughs> so interesting fellow. In 2009, his initiative received over 7,000 signatures for the 2010 ballot. After validation by the Denver elections division, it was determined that the number of valid signatures was in, was insufficient, leaving 1000 valid signatures still required. This issue was resolved by the end of November 2009, and his initiative was put on Denver's November 2010 election ballot. In the election, his initiative 300 was rejected by 82.34% of Denver voters. Whatever, lame Denver voters. (laughs) You don't want this XET commission? That'd be cool. Yeah, why not have some fun? Yeah, you don't want that? They got weed in Denver and you add an extraterrestrial commission to your city government. That's fucking cool, man. Who votes against that shit? Thumbs down, Denver. Dumb. Maybe they just knew like Peckman and they were like, no, fuck this guy. <laughs> Is that what it was? He's, he's a I wonder how much it would have cost. Like what was the probably no budgetary numbers attached to the initiative or anything? No. Mm-hmm. The real question is, do alien signatures count as uh, being collected for the ballot initiative? Pretty sure they just fucking look at that sheet and they're just like, okay, there's a lot of names here. <laughs> I am Arson. Yeah. Check. <laughs> I'd support that. Why not? Exactly. You want to be ready when they come, right? With an outreach program. Exactly. I'm all for that. Maybe our town can enact something like that. Yeah, get right. It on the ballot. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. You leave that one, Valley. See how that works here. Wasn't I supposed to talk to our mayor about getting a Bigfoot statue in the, in the public school? Yeah, how'd that meeting go? <laughs> I forgot all about it. Just now. I'm I, thought, a- I thought you had asked him to Subway for meatball subs. <laughs> no? No. Oh. <laughs> hey, mayor, when we go to a sandwich shop, I'll buy you a meatball sub. I got a proposal for you. It involves our square, a statue, and Bigfoot. Hear me out. It's going to bring a lot of tourist dollars to the area, Mr. Mayor. There's I not guarantee it. There's not even been any sightings of Bigfoot. Still. He needs to be enshrined. I agree. All right. Well, you set up that meeting, and then when you have the mayor's ear, maybe you bring up a... The ET commission? Maybe an ET commission. Okay, I'm going to do that. Headed by Medina's own, you know, Ian Namapod. (laughs) 
I would head up that commission. <laughs> He's like, I, I know you would. I accept. <laughs> In 2008, Stan, along with Jeff Peckman's help, went public with the Boo video. This is where I found out about Stan, but they only went out with a still frame of it. These two have been together on Larry King Live in 2020. Uh, Peckman also discussed the video on Letterman and Fox News by himself, but it was still just a single frame still image. How did it get to name the Boo video? That's a good question. I don't know. It'd been a lot funnier if the alien was like, Boo. Yeah. <laughs> I would have popped for that one. I get why they're only using the still frame, though. If you just look at that by itself, it's a little more believable and creepy. That's than what I was saying When you before. see the actual video. I yeah. agree. He should have just taken a photo of it and yeah, left it at that. Right. It, it's still, and like I said before, if he would have stayed the fuck out of that video, it would have been... A pretty cool creepy video i mean well, it, it could be it could be picked <laughs> apart pretty easy he did not help the cause no he took that video from a d minus to an f in my opinion <laughs> in my opinion <laughs> <laughs> yeah his acting was just terrible also who doesn't fucking shut their blinds at night close your blinds we've been saying it on this show for as long as we've been saying don't talk to police unless you have an attorney present Two things. If you're ever going to take away from Necronomapod, have an attorney present, close your fucking blinds at night. Both good pieces of advice. You can't be terrorized by seeing an alien face in your window. Your blinds are closed. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. But that alien head could have slid up between the window and the blinds. Well, then now we're talking about issues that you probably can't prevent, you know, just on the surface of things. Unless you build that atmospheric wall. <laughs> <laughs> You could also make the argument that if um, that if you thought they had a peeping Tom, that you should probably just close the blinds and not. That's true too. leave the window wide open. Just as scary as paranormal things as peeping Tom's. Yes. <laughs> Maybe even more terrifying. <laughs> um, he did let some local news uh, in Colorado view the video and had a couple um members from some paranormal groups attended in May, 2008 during an interview on coast to coast, George Norrie suggested that Stan take a lie detector test over the authenticity of the boo video. Stan agreed to the test, but when it was conducted later that year, he failed the question is the boo tape a hoax. That's the one question oh. that he needed to pass. <laughs> he alleged without evidence that he had medical conditions that prevent a lie detector test from working on him. What? I have questions. <laughs> what the fuck's that medical condition? Oh, yeah, those don't work on me. Sorry, I have a condition. <laughs> He's going to use lie detectoritis. <laughs> I have an enlarged heart and it beats quicker than uh, most humans. So when the lie detector uh, picks that up as a false positive, but it's not real. You failed to mention that when you accepted this uh, challenge. <laughs> Is George Norrie good? I can't bring myself to listen to him. Yeah. And no, he has some really stupid questions a lot, but I mean, yeah, I like George Norrie. Much like Necronalpod. He's the Aldi art bell. Yeah. <laughs> I would much save a lot. Save a lot, Art Bell. (laughs) I actually like the shows where uh, George Knapp fills in. Mm. Oh, that's your that's your guy. I like George Knapp. Yeah, 
so later at the 2009 Mysteries of the Universe conference in Kansas City, Stan again alleged without evidence that he was set up by George Nori to fail. He also talked some shit on Art Bell, too. The, the conference was not happy when he accused George Nori of, mm. of setting him up. Without proof. Without proof. He just said it. Yeah. Stan made an unverified claim that he met with a video expert stating without evidence that the boo video would have cost around $50,000 to fake. What do you think about that, Mike? 50 grand. (laughs) (laughs) Seems a tad excessive. (laughs) Unless, you know, they got that mask made by a Hollywood, you know, mask designer. True. Or puppet or whatever it might be. That Hellraiser mask on my wall was made by a Hollywood mask designer. It was a hundred bucks. So I rest my case. (laughs) (laughs) And that is more terrifying than anything in that actual video. A paranormal group called the Rocky Mountain Paranormal Research Society debunked this claim, saying that they were able to produce the video for about $90. And they played their version on Larry King Live while Stan and Jeff Peckman were on, and it was super fucking awkward i bet <laughs> super do you, awkward do you think that 90 bucks was just like paying for to like a subscription for like some editing website <laughs> like just for like a little bit of like the like you know the visual of it that's probably all it was there's look pretty you like all the larry king stuff has been taken offline i couldn't find the videos anywhere oh, that's interesting their video is better than his i think <laughs> like in all honesty for 90 bucks there you go In 2009, in an interview on ABC Primetime, Stan said that he had physical evidence of his abduction experiences because of an alien implant in his leg. When a medical test for the implant was requested, Stan said it had disappeared. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I don't know what happened. It was there before. Guess it peaced out. During this time, Stan was speaking at a bunch of UFO conferences just saying all kind of wild shit. He was talking shit on George Norrie. And he said that one time from his abduction thing that he, <laughs> that he woke up from, um, woke up back in his bed with flannel women's underwear on sexy. <laughs> yeah. He actually said this at a UFO conference in front of people. That doesn't sound hot and sweaty at all. <laughs> and he, he theorized that those underwear were actually uh, Betty Hills. Really? That somehow got on him while he was being abducted. Mm. But, I would really love to go one of these, <laughs> to one of these UFO conferences. Yeah. It has to be so wild. Right? I, I bet. Well, That's... you saw what they look like in uh, the documentary about Richard Doty. Oh, yeah. Remember? It's like this dimly lit fucking hotel. Yeah, yeah. it was piss poor. <laughs> fucking, Yeah. We've got to go to one of these ones. Catered by Waffle House, and they're all in their. <laughs> I wouldn't Sunday argue best. about that. I like Waffle Ooh, House. I can't do it. So yeah, Stan had the balls to say that he woke up from an abduction experience with Betty Hill's underwear on. <laughs> Where have they been all these years? Right? I think Barney Hill has some questions. It's about to fuck somebody up. This guy sure gets a lot of exposure for the, this story, like. That's a lot of national exposure. It was all over. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot, which you, I apparently turned into a documentary. So if that was his goal, mission accomplished. Well, the problem is, is that 
he wouldn't show the fucking video. So then everybody kind of forgot about it. And I forgot about it. I don't know mm-hmm. if I said it off air or at the beginning of the episode. I completely forgot about him. And then I saw the documentary was on Netflix. I'm like, oh, fuck. He actually, that guy? He actually did release the yeah, video. Right. He was also getting a lot of uh, that robotic woman's voice calling him, giving him warnings. They started calling him Starseed. I don't have any more uh, recordings from the archives, so uh, we'll set to imagine it. I just imagined it. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it was perfect. <laughs> Back in the beginning of the episode, we talked about how there was always this unknown woman with Stan when he was abducted. Um, and according to Stan, uh, was made to have sex with her in front of these aliens. And then they were subjected to being impregnated and all this other stuff with aliens conveniently at one of the conferences in June of 2008, Stan noticed a woman in the crowd that looked really familiar to him. Turns out this woman is Victoria Albright and she was the one being abducted with him. That's that's amazing. (laughs) His happened to show up. What a coincidence that is. His his wife, Lisa, was talked into letting Victoria into their family home and even put up with Stan and Victoria spending a ton of alone time together, uh, leaving her feeling, quote, like a stranger in my own marriage. Did Victoria cuck Lisa? Yeah. Yeah. Apparently. In the documentary, it's it's pretty wild to see this woman cucked like that because Victoria's on the documentary talking. Hmm. So was she a plant or like, did she not know? I think it's safe to say. <laughs> I mean, was she would like, did she have regress or repressed memories also? And she just happened to be at this conference. And when he That's pulled her question. out of the crowd, yeah. she goes, oh my God, now I remember like that kind yeah. of setup. Like how did they find her to yeah. be the plant? I almost feel like Stan was having an affair and this oh, woman was fit, fit sneaky, perfect. Sneaky snake, that guy. Because you can wow. tell how, like, the the body language and... Okay. You can tell that they're fucking. So he finally came up with a way to get, get her to move in. It, it was just, uh, I was abducted. Maybe this whole thing, this whole story is just based on him trying to come out about this affair. It's a cover story, the whole thing. Alien-human hybrids, that's all it is, <laughs> I swear. Cause she, his wife says, she's like, I had to come to the realization that when Stan was abducted, he had this relationship with this woman, but it's not the same here. Oh boy. I guess my other question is if he has to have sex with this other human, how are the kids alien hybrids? Jerry, Jerry, <laughs> Jerry, Jerry. I, yeah. I like, don't know. Wouldn't he have to be fucking an alien to get the hybrid? <laughs> doesn't really make sense. I think we're asking questions that are above our head. Dave. <laughs> like, aliens made it work. They inject their own eggs into her. Oh, okay. And then he, you okay. know, I'm just spitballing. Well, then he wouldn't have to have sex with her though, but they wanted to see it happen for their own personal pleasure. Maybe that's, that's kind of the way he on. makes it seem is mm. like, the aliens wanted to see them like how live sex show, how they yeah. do it like a live sex show. Yeah. All right. Cause typically with the alien human hybrid stuff like that lore is just like, like uh Barney Hill, they extract and then yeah. they do what they're going to do with it. They don't need you having sex in front of them and all that. I picture the alien then like the, the old guy in Requiem for dreams, like, 
ass to I was, ass. <laughs> I was just going to say, Dave, not every sex show can all just be ass to ass. <laughs> ass to ass. Is that what everyone's mind just goes to when they think of a live sex show? That's that's what I think of. So, yeah. Fantastic yeah. movie, but I mean, that's what I think of when I think of a live sex show. It's a depressing, probably one of the most depressing movies I've ever seen. Yeah. I watched it not that long Don't ago. Disagree. Jennifer Connelly is so fucking hot, though. Yeah, I agree. Mm-mm-mm. Okay. That's all I got to say on that. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Around this time, Stan apparently uh, unknowingly took a picture of a big-eyed child hiding under his deck while trying to take pictures of his cats laying in the sun. <laughs> so he's trying to take pictures of his cats in the sun, uh-huh. and then there's a, uh, there's a big-eyed kid under his deck that he accidentally gets a picture of. Yeah. Okay. Call that an oops moment. <laughs> <laughs> the picture is so absurd, too, because it's very poorly photoshopped. Look, there's a child with large eyes under my deck. <laughs> In September of 2009, he claims that a phone call between him and his friend Heidi was, quote, hijacked by the oldest of his alien human children. An audio file featured in his documentary has a high-pitched voice of a child saying, quote, Daddy, don't worry, we're fine. It's too dangerous for us there right now. You couldn't protect us even if you wanted to. We didn't mean to interrupt your call, but we thought you should know there are nine of us, seven of the same, and two, each one with different names. I'm the oldest. I'm named Kioma. It means Trinity. And Heidi, for you, my sister's name is Trilly. It means to shine. Daddy, we know you're excited about your talk this weekend, but please be careful. There are some that don't want you to talk at all. Sorry for the bad connection. It's all we have for such long distances. If we get disconnected, it means we have. And then the call ends. It's cut off. No, no. (laughs) It's odd. It seems like they would have some sort of advanced uh, method of communication. They wouldn't have to rely on a poor poor, uh, landline connection. But that's just me. (laughs) What do I know? They must have Boost Mobile. (laughs) (laughs) Unless Boost Mobile wants to sponsor us, then they must have Verizon. So according to Stan, he's at this point, he's really scared for the safety of his alien human children. Wouldn't you be? I'm I'm not so sure. No. (laughs) You abducted me, you raped me, and then you made kids. Eh, I don't know if I care about your alien hybrids. Wow. Okay. I'm not sure. I don't Callous. know. I'm not in that situation. Callous is the word that comes not to mind. Not in that situation. Hmm. I just can't say I, I you know, I throw everything else away to, to save these alien hybrid babies running around up there, whatever they are. <laughs> I just don't know. <laughs> That's fair, Mike. Thanks for being honest. Also, I'd be rational about it. Be like, yeah, this isn't fucking happening. <laughs> That's just me. Stan says that the the most compelling evidence for the existence of Kioma came several months later in another strange phone call. In March 2010, the strange voice was recorded saying, quote, Daddy, can you hear me? We might visit you sometime at your talk. Got to go. Bye. 
days later on March 27th, Stan wrote in his diary, quote, strange looking little girl show up at Aztec UFO conference and gave me flowers. She said, I love you, daddy, and ran away. Uh, okay. Did he uh, pursue? He just let her walk away? He wrote it in his diary, Dave. All right. What more evidence do you need? Maybe take a selfie with her or something? You think he's going <laughs> to lie to his diary? That's a good point, Mike. So Stan was able to take a very clear photo of the girl sitting at the conference. The side profile photo showed a girl with really arched eyebrows um, and a similar eye shape to the other child that he caught on film that was under his deck. I sent, I just sent you guys that picture. <clears throat> it's an interesting photo. Mm -hmm. Looks like, I don't know, the kind of makeup you might wear to a convention like that. Maybe. Oh, like, so like Star Trek kind yeah. of thing. Oh, kind there. of. Like a Lord of the Rings type girl. Cosplay. Maybe. Yeah. That's how I saw it. I don't know. So you're saying that wasn't Kioma, his daughter? I'm yeah. not officially saying that, but I'm saying I have more questions than answers at this point. Will okay. you sign an affidavit that says she's not an alien-human hybrid? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. I have a question. I have an answer. Does Stan have a job during all this? Like, how does he support himself? I don't know. There's that mm -hmm. whole retail thing that he was a manager of. Yeah. I don't know. It's just a normal, normal guy job. Yeah, I guess. Because he's not getting paid for these appearances, is he? Like, he's not getting paid to be on Larry King. I, I think there is some degree of payment for, for some of I this stuff. So. Little, yeah. little bit. Okay. He's, he's not selling movie rights yet to that uh, Boo video? No, he had a... <laughs> only M. Night Shyamalan was on it back then. That's right. <laughs> I mean, this wasn't that long. Could, could have got a big payout. And then M. Night could have made an even worse movie out of a terrible video if i remember correctly there was some type of uh funding like a fundraising type thing going for the documentary to be made mm. i think he scammed some money there that's weird wait care. a minute are you saying he's dishonest <laughs> <laughs> so he kept up this routine of going to ufo conferences made the documentary in 2013 and he released the boob video to the public not long after, on February 13th, 2014, Stan was arrested after turning himself in at the Larimer County Jail on charges of possessing and distributing child pornography. This was the outcome of an eight-month investigation launched by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security. More than 300 images, as well as video files of child pornography, were found on Stan's computers. Well, that's not great. <laughs> no. Look, you can scam all the uh, UFO people you want. Don't look at child porn. It's good advice. Yeah, it's a good rule to have. <laughs> I, I, I can't argue with that. <laughs> well, it, it makes the whole thing with the, the weird little girl voice calling, saying like, daddy, this, that, and the other. It, it makes it very creepy. E, yeah, yeah. yeah. The whole story of having these alien kids all of a sudden becomes really creepy. Yeah. A picture of a little girl at a conference that he allegedly took. Yeah. <laughs> and then what about, uh, don't you have something about a stepson? So aside from the boo video, he also has another video of an alien looking through the sliding back door, the glass door to his house. 
the alien in this video does not look anything like the one in the boo video. It's a completely different. It's still your typical alien, but it's completely different looking. They had to return the mask. Back. <laughs> <laughs> About 30 days was up. This one, it looks like it could be older. And he actually calls it grandpa gray, which is so fucking weird. But according to Stan, he was woken up by a sound and says that he saw a naked figure run into the kitchen. Stan was sleeping on the couch. Uh, he said that a stepson was having a sleepover and Stan thought that his friends might have dared him to do something stupid. So according to Stan, he grabbed his camera to film what he thought was his naked stepson and his own words were so that he could use it as blackmail against him. <laughs> so that makes that oh, whole okay. video real fucking creepy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, blackmail my naked stepson. <laughs> sure. mm. Good call. Officer, I swear it was for blackmail purposes only. <laughs> I wasn't jerking off to it. I was just using it to uh, make them cut the grass. <laughs> naked, of course. You got to cut the grass naked. After appearing at the courthouse, Stan was released on a $20,000 bond. In March of 2016, Stan pleaded not guilty to both charges after refusing a plea deal from the DA's office. On August 8, 2017, Stan was found guilty of felony possession of child pornography, but not guilty of distribution. His sentencing was held on December 14, 2017, where he was sentenced to serve two years in the Larimer County Community Corrections halfway house, and he had to register as a sex offender. He reported immediately to jail to wait for space to become available at that facility. Just when we thought we were going to have like one fun alien story, we fucking fall right back into the same routine we talk about every goddamn week. It's a sick world out there, Mike. <laughs> Why can't we just have a good show? Fun. Laugh. Have a few beers. Nope. Here we are right back to fucking kids. Pederasses. Kids is the word. Yeah. That's unreal. God, we, we got through 95% of the notes. Boom. Kids. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Stan has made public allegations that the government planted the evidence on his computer because of all of his alien claims. In 2017, Stan's lawyer said that uh, Stan was planning to appeal the conviction. However, to date, no appeal has been filed. The start of Stan's mandatory sex offender program had been delayed several times and dragged out with him making unverified claims that physical illness kept him from complying with the court orders. Like he dragged this out for a long time, and then they finally just said, fuck you, and they resentenced him on November 30th, 2020, to 10 more years of intense supervised probation. That's the story of Stan Ruman. Interesting postscript to Stan. So besides registering with the sheriff, what else is he up to these days? I think he's just living in that halfway house. Mm. Doesn't sound fun. Probably best to go off the radar for a while. Maybe so. Yeah. The website's gone. Mm. When all this went down, because um, I went through the Wayback Machine, I went through like yeah. all the years. When this stuff, this, this legal stuff started going down, the website changed. I have like this red thing that said the website's being scaled back until further notice like all the pages were gone because i'm not allowed to use a computer anymore <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we all believe his story right mm -hmm. 
hundred percent true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. That's it. See you guys next week. Fun story. Not a lot of evidence to back up any of these claims. He's got a lot of fun stories. I, that boo video is, is fantastic. Yeah. Sounds like he had a lot of fun with all this. He got a national TV, got the documentary made. He was, uh, I don't know, an escape from a mundane life. Came up with all this stuff possibly. And uh, he found know. other ways I could think to escape from that mundane <laughs> life as well, pal. That's why he's in trouble today. Well, yeah. So. He had all kind of paranormal stuff, though. There was even more stuff. There were shadow people mm. and orbs he caught on camera. Like, uh, a little bit of everything yeah. is going on with Stan. Just having a good time. I think my opinion of Stan is that he really did see something with that video he shot in 2000 where there's people parked on the side of the road. Because how is he going to get people to park? I mean, I guess you could, yeah. but... Yeah. It doesn't seem very realistic. Were there other reports from like those people? Like well, there were people on camera and they're talking about the UFO with him. And but like nobody said anything to the newspapers or anything like that from that, that incident. Not that I just know on the of. Camera with him. Yeah, I think that he probably did really see something, whether it was UFO or not, on that one. And then he came up with this plan to try and make money out of it because that was a lot of what it it seemed like that he was holding back the the video for monetary purposes makes sense. I think his wife actually believes all of it. Mm. I think he gaslighted his wife into Lisa? believing. Yeah. Well, she let the girlfriend move in Victoria. You can tell that she is completely believes all of this. Mm. I wonder how she took the child porn stuff. The wife, she was the last thing I saw was that she was, you know, standing by him, that this was government stuff that yeah, set him up. Yeah. Stand by your man. <laughs> Goddamn right. Is that a real song? Yeah, I was going to ask, is that a song? Or? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. country song. It was in Loretta Lynn, isn't it? You seem to be the country expert with your Dixie wow. Chicks and your Loretta Lynn's. <laughs> I know some stuff. Hmm. He's a closet uh, country fan. I like old there. country music. I don't like Dixie Chicks are not old country music, and you're throwing out references to them a few weeks ago. I like the Dixie Chicks. But well, you other have, than that, I, I like the old country music. <laughs> I'm a big Dixie Chicks oh, fan, though. Hmm, hmm. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, final thoughts, then? I think we kind of did it, right? Eh. Not sure we're buying this one. No, nothing. I'm not buying this, no. <laughs> no he, he's like the bootleg version of Billy Meyer. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, man. I think we're in agreement here. How, how dare you, Ian, make us cover a subject that we don't believe in? Shame. He's also. <laughs> that was good. Timing. That was good. <laughs> He's also the problem with uh, the whole UFO world. It's people like him that make it look stupid. Yeah. Yeah, right. That's because. That, yeah. You get those stories, even like one we just discussed on Patreon, this released yesterday. Uh, the alien implants where we all agreed that, yeah, that's probably a good possibility that that exists. There's no actual proof or evidence that, you know, we maybe can stand behind, but it's, it's likely if you believe in abductions that that could exist. And then somebody like this comes out and just makes you look like a dipshit. Well, and they get all the attention and They're someone the ones who might be attention. on the, on the fence is like, yeah, this is all nonsense. And yeah. then you've lost them. Yeah. Yep. There's Yeah. All those hundreds and hundreds of bad seeds ruin it for like the, you know, dozen actual uh, encounters that are out there. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. Because well, if I wish the the Larry King Live video was still on YouTube, but it, it's so bad. You where can those tell guys he, redo the video. And, yeah, and you can tell Stan's lying. He's all flustered. He can't answer any <laughs> questions. It's so <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. All right, we got some patron shout outs. Thank you very much to new patrons, Kiara Johnson, Sandy Dickin, No Likey, Edward Worthy, Kara Hay, Katie Moore, Jamie Prophet, Dix, <laughs> Dix Tugnuts, Brian and Carly, Kara Dolan, Noah, Christopher Bone, Adrian Gullion, Julian, Heather Miller, Nikki Barnett, Chris Mayberry, Megan, 1983 spin kicking champion, <laughs> Daniel Glabe, Mr. Ben G, Sam Demis, Jessica Woodbeck, Brandy Fleming, Kate, Shalina Taylor, Jenna Faye Patrick, Kaylin Nelson, Julie Ty, Jennifer Heinzel, Mike Rowe Johnson, Gina Lawyer, Grace Dennison, Madeline, Bailey Namapod, Tahira McGivern, Dominic Arisano, Christina Johnson, Libido Furry, Kiara Gooden, Robin Gay, Sarah Murphy, Deborah Michael, Cranky Old Man, Tim, T. Grooms, Heretic Destroyer 96, Joshua Todd, Fullets Hawk, Peyton Miranda, Samantha Townley, Michelle McQuaid, Reptilian Shapeshifter, Christy Carlson, Kate Gardner, and Brandon Lloyd. Thank you very much. We are at patreon.com slash Necronomapod. Ian, what do you got? For iTunes, I have one for Lindsay Pankratz, Taz Sav, KWRN, Big Santan, Jess Eli, Bethers29070 and Mike's Taint. Thank you guys for the awesome reviews. I love Mike's Taint. Mm -hmm. I think sweet. Wow. All right. Dave, what do you got? I have a couple shout outs here. Uh, some people recently sent us some gifts to our P.O. box. Oh, that was nice. Yeah. Very kind. So thank you to Jesse. Jesse uh, sent us a gift card to Small Cakes Cupcakery and Creamery. In Springfield, Illinois. So the next time we're passing through there, perhaps our next outing, we'll get some free cupcakes. Courtesy of Jesse. Jesse, thanks so much. I'm going to open up a uh, business across the street. It's going to be a cuck cake and cream pyre. <laughs> cream pyre. Come on in. I'll put our baked goods against theirs any day. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm sure it's a very fantastic business. And then also we had a nice package from Sunday down in uh, Georgia from Expedition Bigfoot. Sent us some Bigfoot socks, stickers, and also an emergency Bigfoot sound here. I'll play a couple for you. Mm. So we have this little uh, stolen directly from college Mike's dorm room. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you so much down there at Expedition Bigfoot. I'm going to put the socks on and go out with my whistle and uh, or my Bigfoot sound machine and (laughs) try to locate the big guy in the woods. 
Also, thank you for not hating us after our episode on him. Yeah. Thought we were ostracized from the Bigfoot community. Look, we're believers. We just don't buy that silly well, film. Yeah. That's all. Two of us are believers. <laughs> the same two that, you know, think that fucking uh, Stan's video was a a, a mask or a, a, a puppet. It wasn't a mask. It wasn't a mask. It was 100% a mask. It was it's a guy wearing a mask. It's three-dimensional. It's it was a guy wearing flat. a mask. It's you not can a tell mask. that in that shitty-ass potato video. Come on. You can't tell that. Right? I, I don't think it's so. It's not three-dimensional. Like it, I don't know how you can tell that in that video. I don't believe it looks three-dimensional enough that a head could be in there. Yeah. Okay. So anyway. That's how shitty the quality is, <laughs> is that we're actually having this argument. <laughs> Go watch the video for yourself. Anyways, thank you for the kind, kind gifts, guys. Appreciate it. And then I got one from a Jordan Post from Electric Chair Piercing. Sent a uh, a piece of jewelry for my Medusa, but the ball is uh, it's a little planchette from a Ouija board. Hmm. Pretty cool. That's badass. I've Very never cool. seen shapes like that before. That's pretty cool. Starting a new trend. All right. We got anything else? We good? Stickers still available. Necronomapod.com. There we go. Get them while they last. On our actual website, not on Amazon. That's correct. And we ship worldwide. Worldwide, baby. You can get some and stick them on police cars all over the planet. <laughs> there you go. Or on your you know, prison cells in Australia. <laughs> That's right. You might call them homes. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, <laughs> YouTube at Necronomapod, Patreon.com slash Necronomapod, Amazon.com, search Necronomapod for our merch. Thank you very much. All right, you guys ready for a cool down beer? Cheers. <laughs>